Welcome to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. I am Danielle Turner, licensed clinical social worker, transformational self-care coach, best-selling author, and your host of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. This is a weekly wellness podcast I created to help you learn tricks, tips, and tools for self-care, mental health, and overall wellness in order to achieve a healthy and happy life of clarity and balance. Self-care is not selfish, it's necessary. That's why I'm here to help you get back in the game with lessons learned, tips, education, and knowledge from some of my amazing guests. So sit back with a glass of wine or hot cup of tea and get ready to relax as we take a journey together into the Purple Butterfly. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me today. So in this segment of the Butterfly Corner, where I give you tips, tools, and tricks, and all that good stuff related to self-care, I want to talk about how important self-care is for those of us who work tirelessly in the community. Now, we all know that helping others is incredibly rewarding, but we also know that it can also be very emotionally and mentally draining. So grab a comfy chair and let's talk about some self-care tips that can keep us going in the world of community service. So first off, when you're working in community service or you're working in the helping field and you're out here, you know, doing all the things to help others, remember to check in with yourself regularly. It is so easy to get caught up in making a difference or trying to be an agent of change that sometimes we forget to see how we're doing. Take a couple minutes each and every day to reflect on your emotions, your stress levels, and your energy. Trust me, it is very, very essential and it is not selfish. Next up, boundaries. I cannot, and I will say it again, I cannot stress this enough. When you are passionate about helping others, it is so easy to like overcommit. But guess what? Burnout is a real, real thing. Very, very real. So set very clear boundaries on your time and your energy. And you need to be able to learn to say no when you need and to not feel guilty about it. It's that part right there, the not feeling guilty. Let's talk about some physical self-care because that is very, very important. So our body is our instrument for change. So we have to treat it kindly. So that means getting enough sleep, eating healthy foods, and staying active. Even short walks throughout the day can do wonders for your mental well-being. And let's not forget about our emotional self-care. Finding someone that you can trust or a friend, a family member, or a professional such as a therapist to talk about your experiences can be very helpful. Share your feelings, celebrate your wins, and seek support when you need it. And just remember that you are not alone on this journey. Mindfulness can be a game changer. Practice mindfulness techniques like meditation or deep breathing. These things can help you stay grounded and reduce your stress. It's kind of like a mental reset button. So push that button as much as possible. And lastly, make time for activities that you actually enjoy outside of your work in the community. 
So whether that's painting, dancing, I don't know, playing an instrument, binge watching your favorite TV shows, whatever the case may be, reading, do things that recharge your spirit and remind you of the beauty in life. I want you all to remember that self-care isn't a luxury, it is a necessity. Taking care of yourself does not make you less dedicated to your cause or to your community. It actually makes you more effective and resilient in your mission in helping others. So let's do a quick recap. We wanna check in with ourselves. We wanna set boundaries. We wanna prioritize our physical and emotional well-being. We wanna practice mindfulness and don't forget to have fun. Because when we're at our best, then we can give our best to the community that we are serving. I want you guys to listen in as I talk with Jacqueline Santiago Nazario, who works in the community helping our young adults. We talk about her journey to becoming a best-selling author and her work in the community. So please join in in our conversation. And remember, keep doing the incredible work you do but also remember to take care of yourself along this journey. Your heart is in the right place and together we can all make the world a better place and actually make a difference. So until next time, lovely people, please stay positive, stay resilient, keep doing what you're doing and make sure as always that you are taking care of yourself. Remember that self-care is never selfish, it is a necessity. Welcome to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. Today, my guest is Jackie Santiago Nazario, and I am so pleased to have you as a guest today. Thank you for giving us some time out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk with us. Danielle, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Of course. So tell everyone who you are and a little bit about what you do. My name is Jackie Santiago Nazario, and I'm the CEO at Compass Youth Collaborative. It's a nonprofit in Hartford that works with youth that are disconnected from all positive social networks and need some mentorship and guidance in order to remain violence free. And I am honored to work with a group of individuals that are second chancers, people who are living, walking, breathing testimonies of what is possible when you change your life. And they are the ones that help me execute on this vision to save more youth lives in Hartford. We do work with teenagers. And I'm also a mom to a 20-year-old, the youngest is 20. And I'm married and have two bonus children who I love with all of my heart. And they are one about to be 30 and one 23. It's incredible how time flies. Right. <laughs> yes. And now I'm proud to add author to that list. Yay. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank you. Forgot the best selling part though. Yes, a best selling <laughs> author. You're right. You are so right. You cannot forget yeah. that piece. That that's the cannot. important part. So that's right. Congratulations on that. That is an amazing accomplishment. So tell us a little bit about what was your journey to becoming an author. And I know the book title is Becoming Her. So walk us through that process. What made you decide to say, you know what, I think it's time for me to tell my story. It was not in the plans a year ago. I can tell you that. I saw Tamara's posting for this book and we talked about it and I decided to do it for a number of reasons. 
I think it was the time for me. My child had just gone to college and I found myself having a little extra time to focus on myself. Those of us who are professionals and moms know that there's rarely any time for ourselves. And I found myself having that time and really wanting to do some deeper dive into myself and begin a healing journey for myself and also use that healing journey to help other young women in the community. And so I'm hoping that I can bring healing through my story to others. I love it. I feel like what you do already on a day-to-day basis, you're bringing that healing. And so now this is just an extra layer to get your story out to heal all those outside of the Hartford area. You know, this is global now and it's, you'll be long gone, but your story will still be around and will still exist to help someone else heal. You know, and I think so many times, especially if we're professionals and as women of color, we want to make sure that everybody just sees the polished pieces, you know, what we've become and that is it. But there's a journey that I've been through in order to be the person that I am today. And I wouldn't change that for the world. Mm -hmm. I think that it has help shape the person that I am and has helped me have greater insight so that I can help others. So I'm really just thrilled to be able to use this as another tool for healing. I love it. So I have a question which popped in my head when you were saying that. What would you say to all the other women of color, young ladies who say, I would never tell my story because they do have that regret or, you know, they don't feel comfortable with like sharing because I think it's really important. I'm a big firm believer that in order to help someone, you have to be relatable. So I like how you said you have second chancers that work yeah. for your nonprofit because they're relatable. So the kids can say, wait a minute, this person did X, Y, Z. I know that I can now grow up and be like that person. So what would you say to the women who are like, yep, no, I would never because I regret. We all have regrets. We're just human, right? Right. <laughs> and we kind of go through life and we learn because there's no manuscript for how things are done. And some of us are given less resources than others. So we stumble a lot more. And I think that the minute that you shine a light on that shame, it disappears. I love and that. I feel like I am the author of my own story now. And so if you have something to say, it's okay, because I'm good with it. You know, that's the old Jackie. I was becoming her. Now I'm a different person, right? Right. So if you're going to judge me based on who I was, that is really your loss because I think that you have to be able to see the growth. I think we all thrive on seeing the kind of person that we are becoming. We're becoming different people, growing and evolving all of the time. And if we're scared to show people that we made mistakes, then people can never relate to you. People can never really tell you when they've fallen down and you be a real resource to them because they don't think that you are human or relatable in that way. Right. 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 That human piece is, I think is very important and letting people know, like you, you are human. Like I cry, I laugh, I eat, I sleep, you know, like I'm not just some robot that just walks around and is perfect all the time. You know, so I think that that's really important. 
I think so too. I think we kind of put so much pressure on ourselves to be this perfect example, you know, especially now with that we have social media, you only post the best pictures, you only post mm-hmm. the best vacations, you'd only have all these things. And, you know, really, people have all facets of their lives. You have good days and you have bad days. You have sunny days and you have rainy days. You know, they all have a purpose in your life. And it's about how you build yourself up to look at those, whether you think it's something that's going to keep you down or something that's going to lift you up and give you fuel for that next leg of the race. It's about your perspective at the end of this and how you look at it. And are you grateful even for the bad times? Because those bad times have helped you move to becoming her or becoming who you are. And they've helped you learn lessons, life lessons that you wouldn't necessarily have learned. I feel like we can look at someone else and see maybe something they've gone through and learn a lesson from them. But it's different when you learn the lesson yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes... Your lesson, you think you're by yourself in that lesson that that exactly. only happened to you. And then you open up and you share it and you discover that there's a whole sisterhood, mm-hmm. you know, that has experienced something similar and has just been waiting for the opportunity to be able to share it with someone who could understand. Exactly. I agree 100 percent. Or there's that one person that you said just won't open up. And they may not still open up, but at least they know that they're not alone. That's right. Which is important. Yeah, I love it. Truly key. Yes, yes. And I don't know why as women, we don't open up and talk about things that we're going through. I don't know if it's like a generational thing. And so our older generations didn't talk about things. So we don't talk about things. But I just feel like if we just talked a little bit more and we were a little bit more vulnerable with other women, we would all be better off. I agree 100%. I think that there's so much power in your story. There's so much power in a testimony because, you you know, your story is actually a testimony when you uh, have overcome. And I think it's just fear, shame, and, you know, not wanting anyone else to have information that could hurt you further. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. But, But going back to what you said, if you want to judge me for what I did in the past, that's a you problem, yes, not you. my problem. <laughs> that's right. right. Because that's I'm right. not that person anymore. And that's why I'm telling the story. So, that's right. You're right. That's so right. take me for who I am now and learn from the lesson that I went through back then is what I said. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And I think we can't be scared of that, of the past. You know, we got to live in the present and, and envision the future where we're headed. And so I think I would love to see more conversations and more open conversations, because I do think that there is so much healing in that. And because we've become isolated into our own spots, we don't have the opportunity to talk. And so therefore, you know, here go the increase in mental health issues, because you're feeling isolated, or you feel like you're alone in the struggle. And in reality, if you open up, you'd hear that there are a lot of people going through that same journey. Exactly. And who probably have some really good tips to help you, but you won't know. And vice versa, there may be things that you're doing that could help someone that they haven't thought of. I say that all the time, just talk and be receptive and accepting and not feel like you're a burden because you need some support. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. So what was the writing process like for you? Do you feel like it was 
easy? You just put, you know, did your thing? Or do you feel like there was a little bit of internal struggle for you? Girl, I think, I thought it was going to be easy. I do writing all day, every day in my job. You know, I've written, you know, uh, poems. I've done other things, but never a story. And I sat down and started writing my truth on that piece of paper and tears started flowing down my face. Mm -hmm. And I did not realize that that was still like an open space there, an open wound there. And it took me a little while. I I put kind of put it back out of fear a little bit as they, I went back and stayed away from it, put the pen down and then came back to it and said, okay, if that's still open, then this is going to be the way that I start closing that, you know, and I start talking about it and allowing myself to feel those feelings instead of being scared of those feelings. They're there for a reason. And so I allowed myself to feel those feelings and write them down all the time, remembering how many people this might be able to help. So many people that are in their shameful moment, not wanting to reveal what it is that happened to them, you know, but I was so thankful when I read it and I kept reading it when I was done with it and kept saying, that's my story. I can't believe that's me on those pages. It was like, an out-of-body experience to see those words and your story on a page. And then we got the books in the mail and I just was so emotional the whole day just because it's a success mm-hmm. and an achievement, but it's a personal one. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. It's one, it's my story, it's longevity, you know, it's something that my children can, you know, hold on to as a part of me. It's represents so much to me. And so I am truly grateful to Tamara for the opportunity to be able to write those words on a page and publish them so that I can help others. But really, the greatest help was to myself. I agree. I was the same way. I didn't necessarily cry when I was writing it. But as I read it, would reread it that's when the tears came because it was just like you said that open wound was it was it was closed but it still had just a little the, a little sliver oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. a little paper cut it was like a paper cut <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and those ones that just are irritating more than mm-hmm. anything right oh, yeah so it was like this just closed up that little paper cut and let it be what it was and allow me to, to be able again like you said to have no regrets and to know that my story will help somebody, even That's if it's right. just one person, then I feel like I did my job. So, Absolutely. You just yeah. touched on one of my favorite stories. It's actually the, the little poem about the starfish where the man is on the beach and sees another man throwing starfish like crazy back into the ocean because they've been stranded on the beach. And he goes up to the guy and says, uh, what are you doing? You'll never make a difference to all of these starfish. And the guy looks at him in the eyes and throws a starfish back in the ocean and says, but it makes a difference to this one. Right. And that is like my favorite 
because you just never know. You don't go into it thinking that you're going to change the world. You go into it thinking, you know, this is for me, if it saves one other person, you know, a struggle or helps them think about something differently, then I've done a great job. Exactly. And it could be a trickle down effect. So I only help that one person, but then that person helps one person who then helps another person. And so it just keeps going and going and going. And that's how you save everyone at the end of the day. That's right. It's true. It's true. I love it. So I ask all my guests this infamous question. (laughs) Okay. Because self-care is my jam. Uh What does Jackie's self-care look like? How do you, after doing all the work you do with the youth in Hartford and then taking care of your family and taking care of yourself and healing all your things, how do you take care of you? I have to say, you know, I'm still growing in this venture for okay. self-care. So this is you are yet another reminder for me to focus on myself because I know I'm the best when I pour into myself and I've gotten better over the years. It's hard when you have a job that is literally life or death. Sometimes that you feel like this sense of urgency all of the time to do something to help other people, but it would be such a detriment, right? If I didn't do it for myself first, and then something happens to me. So I've been using that mentality to slowly shift the way that I'm thinking about it. And I am a massage fanatic. So I go for, (laughs) I go for massages. I got my therapist who I adore, (laughs) you know, and I'm like the deep tissue, you know, girl. (laughs) So I'll do that. I'll go do my hair. You know, I also like to sit in silence sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's with a, you know, a small glass of wine and, you know, really good food, Mm -hmm. um, healthy food. And that happens every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But since January, I recommitted to myself. I had gained 35 pounds since becoming CEO four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was not feeling well at all. So I started exercising and eating well, and I lost all that weight and nice. feeling fabulous. My energy levels are through the roof. And, you know, I feel just great. You know, I think self care, like you said, is an everyday thing. It should mm-hmm. be something that we're looking at as a necessity, not a luxury. Exactly. Because Without our health, we have absolutely nothing. Exactly. I am very big on putting it in my schedule, even if it's just 10 minutes, just, you know, we schedule everything. We, we schedule hair appointments, nail appointments. We even make reservations to go to dinner sometimes. So yes, like right. eating is a necessity. We need right. to eat, right? Right. And we, we make a reservation for that. So why not do the same thing with taking care of ourselves? Because it is a necessity. But we tend to like put that to the wayside all of the time. So, yeah, we can't. Exactly. You're right. I appreciate you asking the question because it begins to reinforce it more and more in each of our minds that we are not super women. (laughs) We're only human and need some rest and care. Exactly. And I love that you recommitted to yourself. That in itself is like the ultimate form of self-care. So I know you said you feel like you're working on it, but it sounds like you're actually doing it. It may not just look the way you think it should look. So maybe that's why you don't feel like you're really doing it, but it sounds like you're taking care of yourself. So yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. I I sometimes, you know, falter, but yeah, you're right. I am doing it. 
I love it. Thank you so much for coming in and talking with us about your new best-selling author title, in addition Thank to CEO, you. which is amazing. <laughs> so the book is called Becoming Her. I believe you can get it on Amazon, right? Yes. Okay. And how else can they, because they can purchase it directly from you as well. They can purchase it directly from me. And we do have a link. If you go onto my Facebook account, it's on there as well as my LinkedIn, but it is www.theceowife.com backslash Jacqueline dash Santiago dash Nazario. Okay. So I will make sure that that is in the show notes as well as all the social media posting so that individuals can go directly to you to purchase. I just yes. like getting it straight from the author myself. So yeah, yeah. I agree. It makes I it agree. more personalized to me because it's like, I got it just from Jackie. So. That's right. And I can sign it too. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Jeff Bezos is, awesome. is not signing it for us. So that is not, he's not at all. So, so yes, it is. <laughs> and I think it's a beautiful thing to also just uh, support all the sisters who have put so much work into their stories okay. and, you know, su- supporting their entrepreneurship venture. So right. yes, absolutely. Purchase it directly from, from the authors themselves. Yes. I love it. I love it. So again, all that will be in the show notes and all the promotional things. I'll make sure that your link is out there for others so they can go straight to your page to do that. So Thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest. I greatly enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot and I'm just excited for you. So thank you. I'm really excited too. It's overwhelming and surreal in so many ways, (laughs) but I thank you for the opportunity through this book. I'm able to meet wonderful women like you. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Purple Butterfly Podcast and a special thank you to my guests. Join me weekly to continue the conversation about self-care, overall wellness, mental health, and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about self-care and overall wellness, be sure to check out InnerU Clinical Services LLC on both Instagram and Facebook as well as my website, www.innerullc.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Danielle Turner. Until next time, remember, self-care is not selfish. It is necessary. Make yourself a priority and take care of you.